pro wrestler. I am a sports entertainer. What? I'll say it again. I am a sports entertainer. What? I am a sports entertainer. Welcome, everybody, to the Rose City, and welcome to the Sports Entertainers Podcast, Windsor's exclusive podcast for wrestling-related stuff. We have the crew with us. It's your boy, the Frost Father, Aaron Sanders, with Curly Fries himself, Curlis. Maddie, what's going on, Curlis? How's it going, guys? Uh, this is this is the first show in a little while, actually. We took a little bit of a hiatus, but yeah, I'm ready to go. We're going to have an impactful episode, or will we be all in? The guy to help us out along the way, Drake Damore. What's going on, Drake? What's up, boys? Happy to be back. I'm uh, fresh off the heels of some dynamite, fireworks to say the least, and uh, I'm ready to talk about it and catch up with you guys. It's been a while. Absolutely. Guys were at Detroit yesterday for AEW Dynamite. The roof was blown off the Little Caesars Arena. I regret not being there for you guys, but in any event, you guys had a great time, and I will issue this disclaimer right now i did not go i did not catch up on what happened there so the reaction you're gonna get from me is raw no pun intended and i'm just going to sit back and let you guys talk about your experience but i believe before we start things off curlis i know you were a little bit miffed about something we're going to get started with that right now because it wouldn't be sports entertainers podcast without an opening rant have the floor Miffed is an understatement, man. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about etiquette at uh, at shows at wrestling shows. All right, first of all, please don't disrupt the people around you. I mean, like, just don't be rude, don't be loud. Uh, I mean, you be loud, obviously. You're, you're at a wrestling show, please be loud. But like, just don't be obnoxious, man. Like, it's just it's just too much sometimes. But also, for the love of God, hygiene, hygiene. I feel like Andy Kaufman. Where like use soap for God's sakes use soap use deodorant oh man we were at this AEW show and the guy beside us he reeked of friggin like weed and 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 barbecue chips and like rotten beef or something I don't know what it was man but it was disgusting and the whole time I'm trying to think about Kenny Omega and all I'm thinking about is wow this guy stinks he's <laughs> he's rotten ah oh, I did oh man. Thank God, by the end of the show, he moved to the other side. But, like, man, oh, man, I just don't understand people. Like, you're at a, you're in a public space. Put on some deodorant, for God's sakes. For the record, <laughs> Kenny Omega doesn't stink. It's just the fans who choose not to wear certain deodorant. I mean, it's just obnoxious fans in general, man. It's always somebody who's just, like, like who thinks they're the star of the show. Like they'll 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 be you know like they'll be chanting stuff that isn't related to the show or like they'll be I don't know man it's just it just be a part of the show you aren't the show that's that's my issue too so yeah, I don't know people try to get themselves over in the crowd right oh yeah like, oh yeah that's the annoyingness and like this is not like a hot take like we're not the first people to ever talk about this kind of stuff obviously right just the um, just to put that out there but like. You know, yeah, it's a public place like anything else. Like, come on, just remember we're not watching it in your basement anymore, right? Like, <laughs> oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And there was a lot of people who got away with vapes in there, and I was really shocked by that. That was yeah, that goes on everywhere, man. I I noticed that too at a lot of like hockey games and stuff. And just like I don't know, I guess just people just don't care. Like, I don't understand because no one ever like gets in shit for it, really. 
Yeah. There's no. I, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of uh, respect that is gone, whether it be by way of the wrestling events or any other sports events. I mean, I should know we've we've been to plenty of sports events over the years, and there's always one thing that ticks us off. And another thing, and I don't think we mentioned this in the podcast at all. This may be the first time we've done this, but when we went to Impact Sacrifice. Um, let's just say there there was some certain idiot who had one drink too many and started screaming at a kid. Now, now a kid was cheering on for one of the wrestlers, and then this idiot decided to go in over his head, cussing at the kid. It's like, have some common sense. You're going to go to war against a kid? And that's the thing, too, right? Like, if you're going to drink, like... Do it in moderation, man. Like you're at a, we're at a wrestling show. There are there are children there for sure, especially if you're at a WWE event. Like you're, you're gonna, there's gonna be kids. Be respectful. Watch your limits. Just just be a good person. I don't know. Like it's just like it's just it's common sense. I don't understand. I really don't understand. But wrestling brings like the best and the worst of of everything, right? And enough people out of people and those kind of people, right? Like where I was, it was it was good. Like I had a good crowd around me. I didn't smell or nothing, so that was good. But uh, you know, like it was, it was fun. And sometimes you're, uh, unfortunately, you know, Curtis maybe had been in a bad pocket of the Little Caesars Arena last night. But sometimes you go to those events, and you're if you're around a good group of people that you might not know, but are just you know like-minded. Everyone likes mm-hmm. wrestling. It's a good time, right? So just keep that in mind. You know, uh, everyone's there for the same reason, right? And again, the kids thing. Yeah, when it comes to, to me, at least when it comes to kids. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yell and whatever. But you got to be cautious of that. And uh, if you can do something to make their experience a little bit better, then do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like this one time, I went to a RAW where, when Roman Reigns used to come down the crowd. We were right, right there. Like maybe t- uh, two seats on the aisle, and then us. And then next to me was this little kid. And like, hey, I want to get a nice video of Roman Reigns coming down. But I and this was the time that everyone booed him. So I certainly didn't want to uh, fist bump him, right? But I'm sure he did. So I was like, hey. Switch me. Go to the end there and try to get a, a fist bump from Roman because I don't need it. <laughs> so why not, right? But, well, let me tell you something. I feel like if the kids are louder than me when I go to a wrestling event or louder than any of us in that matters, you know that they're having a good time. And I think a wrestling in the future as far as fans is concerned they're in good hands because it may be their first time it may be their 10th time maybe their parents bought them good tickets along the way but i feel like wrestling it's pretty much for the future not that i'm saying it's not for wrestling anymore but i feel like once you get those kids involved in a good way oh my gosh you hit it right on the head uh they'll have memories of a lifetime but let's not Mm -hmm. scream at the kids let's scream with the kids until we yeah. have laryngitis and we have to explain to our <laughs> folks the next day why we have no voice at Show all. Them, but you know, when to yell and stuff, you know, what to say, you know, like catch up with the with the with the chants and stuff. I'll never forget like going to wrestling shows and then chanting, Holy shit, holy shit, and me being like, I can't say that and in the little it's okay this time. It's okay today, you know. <laughs> and that's like the the coolest things, right? That's the coolest memories, you know? Yeah, you know anything little like that. When a kid, you know, chants out, holy, you know what, it sort of reminds me of that episode of Seinfeld where, where Jerry swore in front of his neighbor's kid, and the kid won't stop swearing, so the mom had to confront him. And uh, I think the, the mom's husband, I think, was in charge of a food shop or whatever, and then once it went out of business, the kid's like, way to go, you beep beep. And I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> we don't want it. We let, let's right. put it out there. We don't want to be a bad influence to kids whenever we go yeah. and cover and talk about uh-huh. these wrestling events because we want them to have as good as a time as we have. And who knows, ten years down the road, they could have a podcast just like us. Or don't swear wrestlers. near kids. <laughs> um, no, we're gonna inspire the next uh, generation of pod- wrestling podcasters. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you guys. Uh, so, like, on on the topic of uh, what's it called? Um, uh, before before we get into AEW, uh, you guys ever listen to that Andy Kaufman promo, like where he's just talking about soap and the, the importance of soap? It's just like the he just healing it up. It's amazing. I feel like it's the same. I feel like that's where Stone Cold got his inspiration to do that PSA for for the fans. I think a few years ago too, because he talked about soap, mouthwash, banaka, and and whatnot. I had a file of it, but I, I can't find it. It was on Facebook too, but I forgot the bookmark. You know what? After the show, we should put that uh, that clip in with the the, the uh, Andy Kaufman talking about soap. It's just it's just perfect. He's so deadpan. He's just he's just you know this right here is soap. It comes in different colors. All you have to do is wet it. And you know how he's in Memphis, so it's like he's just like, oh yeah, like I know you guys don't have showers, so put it in a lake or something. You know, <laughs> this is a bar of soap. Now, does it look familiar to any of you? I know that you probably don't know what this is. I probably you haven't ever seen one of these before, but it is called soap. Matter of fact, if you're sitting at home now, you can maybe kind of repeat after me and say soap. Say soap. S-O-A-P. Soap. Not soap. Not soap. It's soap. Okay? I want to say something about soap. It's quite ironic that once you say a four-letter word, there's another four-letter word that'll make it clean. Like on a Christmas story. <laughs> it's the That's soap. my favorite. One of my favorite oh, movies. Fudge. Oh, fudge. <laughs> lay. So we can we can get right into uh, AEW now, though. Um, okay, so we'll tell Aaron what, what happened, I guess. I guess we'll spoil it for you. Um, so yeah. Kenny Omega Moxley had a banger, which, spoiler alert, that's not really like a spoiler. It's got to be a banger no matter what. Um... But uh, Don Callis turned on Kenny Omega. Oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like this. Callis being Callis. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So we had obviously a, a brutal, bloody steel cage match. Everything was involved. Chairs wrapped in barbed wire. Actually got the turnbuckles removed and used them as some sort of mechanism to harm his opponent, obviously. And in all this chaos, um, they went into the cage and broke through the cage, right? So that's how Don Callis was able to enter the ring. Came in with a screwdriver, looked like he was going to help Kenny Omega, but they were wrong. Got him in the back of the head. In the back of the head. Or sorry, uh, Omega in the back of the head, and Moxley just pinned him and walked off flexing. Yeah. To get you caught up, that's, that's what happened. It was a sick match. It was a great match. Um, I had some great seats, so I had a good view. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually spot. had a good spot. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was sure. when I when we when we sat down, I was like, damn, like I did not expect how good this spot was. I like, thought you I were more they, like in the corner, but you were way closer than I thought. Yeah, and there was lower bowl as well. I think they were. I don't think they were selling higher bowl this time around, just because probably they didn't sell as many tickets as they would expect with the blood and the guts, right? But it was nice. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind how low we were. Oh, yeah, there's not really a bad spot in there anyway, but, you know. No. It's a cool experience to see a match like that right in front of your eyes, right? 
it was it was an excellent match. Those two those two tore it up. Uh, they did some uh, fighting before the match even started, and then Claudio and Wheeler Yuta were fighting uh, the Young Bucks as well. Uh, Brian Danielson was uh, on commentary. Uh, I don't know if you looked up and saw his reactions to Don Callis turning. Turning, he's laughing, and I'm like, oh my goodness, so good. Do you think? Uh, do you guys think Don Callis will take like a William Regal role, or is it like? Oh no, that's what I was thinking too. Like, does it does this necessarily mean that he joined the Blackpool Combat Club? Like, not necessarily, I guess. Right? He might be affiliated with them, or he could be a full member. But we have to tune in next week and find out. That's that's the only way, right? But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Good no. question. Uh, Drake, your buddy, uh, your buddy Rusev crush probably popped last night. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he was happy for a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a good time, man. Um, right from the beginning too, because you mentioned Claudio was there in the main event, but he also opened up the night, uh, Aaron against Ray Phoenix, and that was a, a banger. They squeezed everything in, eh? So they did the entrances before it went live. They did that a few times so that, you know, they can just get a, like, a lot happened last night in the two hours. It was a, a pay-per-view. It was a pay-per-view on TV, man. It was really good. It, like, yeah. there, was, there was that match. There was uh, Garcia versus Orange Cassidy, which is very good. Um, the House of Black versus, um, what's it called? Uh, who are they? Who, are they, who was it again? Uh, uh, Best Friends. Friends and uh, Bandino, yeah. Yeah, like there was, there was good stuff on the card. Julia Hart and Anna Jay had a pretty good, a pretty good match, too. Like, I thought, like, top to bottom was really good. The only thing I could really complain about, and we talked about this before the show, is Rampage. I don't know what the heck they're doing with Rampage. Did they t- Hold on. Did they tape oh, Rampage right. before or after? After. Okay. And Rampage kind of sucked, not going to lie. Like, it was, it was okay. Like, the matches were good, but, like, there was no build. It was just two guys in a ring. That's what it felt like. Right. Like, they did a couple dark matches before that, like, literally, like, not AEW dark, but, like, just matches. And, uh, like, they might as well do Rampage at that point, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's different in, in different cities, but every time I've went to Detroit or in Toronto, like, the, the crowd's just excited to be there. They get there right at the time that the ticket says, right? And they're waiting, they're waiting. And it always starts a little late. And by the time, especially this time with uh, the... And last time, too, Blood and Guts. We had the Blood and Guts match as the main event, and then we have the Steel Cage match as the main event. And then it's, like, a, a break, and then four just random matches, right? Yeah. Like you can get maybe maybe even split it. Do some before and some after if you want to wrap it up a different way, like another match. But by the time like got to the second match, I was even like, "Fuck, we got two more to go," you know. Mm. And and uh, yeah, me and Carlos were talking about this. Like half the place was gone by the last match, so I'm sure it would just look better um, if they kind of flipped it. But maybe it's different in other places too. I don't know. I I don't know what you do with Rampage. Do you cancel it? Like do you like leave it? Do you like revamp it? The problem is oh. that it's pre-recorded. Yeah, or they and they can continue if they continue to do that. Maybe do it at smaller venues and like tape rampage, tape dark, tape collision, tape whatever the hell you're gonna do, right? And just use that smaller venues. You can sell the tickets. Like I'm sure they'll sell the tickets, but mm-hmm. maybe not to giant, uh, you know, arenas like this. But maybe a little smaller venue, and um, it'll it'll give different options for people to go to different types of shows too, right? Rampage was great at one point. I mean, I I would watch Rampage every week at one point because it was it was an hour. I like an hour burst of wrestling. Like it's not too mo- it's not too long. It's not too time constraining. Just watch it and it's done. But now it's like it's not even worth watching. It's like okay, like I, some of the stars that don't get on Dynamite, I I like watching those guys. But like there's no stars. Like it's like uh, no offense to the Dark Order. I like the Dark Order. I really like the Dark Order. But like 
who cares? Like, what what are they doing right now? That's interesting. Like, I like Keith Lee. I popped really big for Keith Lee. Actually, Keith Lee came uh, out, and I I went I went crazy for Keith Lee. But it's like, okay, but he's not really doing anything like important to the overarching storylines or anything. I don't know. Rampage is in a tough spot. I feel like if they cut Rampage into an hour to all yours points, I think it would work. I or go the way of NWA Power. Just have it right back in the studio in Florida or yeah. who knows where, and then just get it all down, down pat. Even live well, stream if you have to. for dark and like even Ring of Honor, that's what they're doing too, right? So, well, everyone's going way of live stream days, right? They'll just take it off of TBS or any of the Turner stations, just put it on live stream. They don't even have to show it one, you know, every week. But by is the way, like well? Saturday Night's Main Events, do it once a month. Is it doing well? Like is Rampage doing well in the ratings? Like I don't. It does it. We don't. They don't air it in Canada, so I don't. I don't know. I don't think they're doing well because remember TBS also has Stan, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and if the mm. NBA playoffs goes over on TNT, they usually put it on there. Yeah, and plus, they got yeah. MLB coming up too, so they may they or may not it. be doing that because of too much sports going. On. Yeah, they change it because of that a lot too. Yeah, give it a more of a reason to to be watched anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe put a title on there, and you kind of it around that show you know i think it's in danger of collisions coming in that's what i think if, if collisions a show like that exists like i think people are gonna be like why am i gonna watch three AEW shows and raw and smackdown like if you're a wrestling fan you're gonna skip one of the, one or the two right so I liked Rampage. When Punk first came to Rampage, that was like crazy. He had Moxley matches on Rampage. He had Brian matches on Rampage. Young Bucks all the time. Now there's like, all right, here's two guys you've never heard of. Go crazy. The local talent's going to go against, uh, who was it? Uh, Tony Storm last night, right? Oh. Yeah, it was Tony Storm versus the local talent. And I was like, okay, like what? She's not in, I thought she was in AEW. I don't think she is. Yeah, she oh. is from like Detroit or whatever. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she didn't even get an entrance. I felt no. so bad for her. Yeah, I didn't know that Preston Vance was from Detroit either. But... Yeah, and then it's like okay, like he's a heel, and so is Ethan Page. And then yeah, and Ethan Page, right? And then they come about, and they, and then later in the show, it was um, was he with? They showed Ethan Page uh, backstage with like Chris Jericho or something, right? And I was like, I thought yeah. he was supposed to be a face. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's it's gotta yeah it's uh whatever. I don't know, go, trust me, it's gonna go. I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what the future of Rampage is right now. To be honest with you, well, you don't see it going on any other any other station since they're tight with the Turner family, TNT and TBS. There's no other place to go uh, that I could think of that would help them out in a big way. Mm-hmm. It's just like, re- remember TNA Explosion? I think that was like yeah. a one-hour show or, or whatnot, but did it not air outside of the States? It didn't do well? Yeah, now they just do it on YouTube. Oh, really? <laughs> I know the times. That's yeah, uploading <laughs> that. So well, anyway. Thing. Does AEW have too much shows? That's, that's the $64,000 question. I think so. But... I think so. I think so because AEW is more niche than WWE is. WWE can get away with like as many as many shows as they want, really. But even even Raw, SmackDown, NXT, it's too much. So yeah. you're gonna tell me AEW um, 
You got AW Rampage, Dynamite, Collision, and if you count Ring of Honor, because it's a part of the same, you know, family, I guess now. Ring of Honor is basically AEW programming now, so Yeah. AEW <laughs> you know? presents Ring of Honor. Which here's another thing. I wanna see how many subscribers they're actually getting on Honor Club, because there's no <laughs> way they're getting that many subscribers. Uh I'm guessing like four digits for sure. <laughs> because like is um, he just keeping it alive for the legacy? I don't that's another that's another issue is uh, Ring of uh, Ring of Honor. Like uh what what the hell are they doing with Ring of Honor? It, instead of it, they, it, Ring of Honor is in such a rough spot that that Warner Brothers would rather more AEW with all access yeah. than an hour of Ring of Honor <laughs> right yeah. after Dynamite. It's just, maybe it's just the, the name like not like, you know, physically or um the the sound of it, but just maybe the the reputation they have do they have they a bad have... reputation ring of honor i guess so if they don't want to pick them up why not yeah there's something we yeah. don't know <laughs> the, the briscoes were on at ring of honor so we don't want to we don't want it now mark's on tbs so i was gonna say that too like they won't yeah. even put mark briscoe on ring of honor but now they'll put him on uh AEW. <laughs> politics man it's like yeah i don't know yep I really yeah, had a yeah. good time, though, at the end of the day. like, And and you know what, actually, to go back on everything, kind of we'll try to put a bow on this, because talking about uh, uh, the fan etiquette and stuff like that, and, and Aaron said, too, like it's, it's, it's probably like the best it's ever been. It's only gotten better. And they always put out that little statement before, and of course not everyone's going to listen, but at least they mm-hmm. do that shit. You know, like, before they didn't do that, they just said, you know, do whatever you want. <laughs> so <laughs> at least now they're saying, like, hey, respect everyone around you and try yeah. to get some so. I was, uh, I liked the, uh, when, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but when they were like, you, uh, please get in the way, uh, please get out of the way of the wrestlers. If you're in the front row, you could get hurt. And everyone started cheering. <laughs> and I'm like, that's awesome. They always do that. Yeah. Ooh, one more thing. One more thing. Uh, Christian Cage. Did oh, he hear a word of his promo? I didn't hear anything. I have to watch it on YouTube later. Yeah, Christian Cage got booed to death. Oh, like, Boo to an oblivion. Like you got uh, sh- shut the shut the f up chance. You got uh, edges better chance. Yeah. You got <laughs> asshole chance. You got everything in the book. Everything you could think of. Christian, oh. K- I didn't hear the promo. I don't know what he said. And then yeah. afterwards, I listened to it and I'm like, yeah, that deserves it. That deserves it. And then like, I was just sitting there smiling just because I couldn't hear what he was saying, and everyone's just going crazy. I was like, "This is this is great." Detroit really doesn't look at Christian Cage. Like every time, every time he speaks, people hate him. Like he just what did he say? Um, he said like something about um, AEW people have uh, people in AEW having daddy issues, and like because you know like Jungle Boys, he's like his whole, his former opponent Jungle Boy, and then now Wardlow as well, and it's just it's just trashing on the audience and. I don't know, man. It's just Christian Cage as a heel is gold. It's actually gold. My my personal opinion, Christian's better than Edge. So uh, that's me. I don't know if you guys disagree. For sure. Well, yeah. he's lasted longer than Edge too. So if you want to talk about longevity, then yes, even though they started around the same time, but yeah. Edge left I... with that injury. Who was there? Christian. And he was able to win the world title. Which I, I is... thought was good work with him. Good work uh, when Christian won the world title. But now you're looking at uh, AEW. It's like, holy crap. This is uh, Christian to the extreme. 
Yeah. <laughs> like Christian, one more match, Cage. I mean, he had he had a good run with Orton for a little while too, and yeah, I've always liked Christian a lot. Like, I mean, they're both like I, I, Edge is obviously like they're 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 equal in a lot of ways, but uh, yeah, I like Christian Cage a little bit better, a little bit better. Uh, yeah. Anything else to say about AEW? Probably could. Probably could just talk about forever, but it was fun, man. Uh, one thing I guess we'll try to bring up a little bit too. Um, Justin Roberts did a great job, uh, just kind of keeping everyone in the crowd, hey, eh? uh, keeping everyone into it. Yeah, always. He's reading. He's reading signs, and he's like Funny, playing around man. with the audience. Did a couple of good, uh, just a couple of good spots, I guess you could say, with the uh, QT Marshall there and the a hole chance stuff. It was mm-hmm. funny. He's good, and the ref when they did the the pose thing. Yeah, <laughs> let the ref pose at every side of the ring for photos, kind of like Edge and Christian's five second pose, but for the refs, it was just like super random. But it was fun. You know, so all around a good show, man. Even when they were off air, they still uh, kept it entertaining. Something that WWE doesn't do. No, those shows yeah. live on TV or, or can be dreadful sometimes. Yeah, I've never like I never really thought about it because I've never been to a Raw or SmackDown. I've only been to pay per views for WWE. And is it awkward during commercial breaks? Oh my god! Like when we went to Blood and Guts, that was my biggest thing. Was just like from eight o'clock to ten o'clock, it's just exciting the whole time. Yeah, like WWE, it's literally like just an entrance, a commercial, a commercial, a commercial, and then like a promo, and then a commercial, and then a commercial, and then a match, and then a commercial. It's literally wow. they just commercials for the majority of the show. From what wow. I heard, when they go to break for Raw and SmackDown, the wrestlers are usually in like holds until it's lights back on. They really? usually dim the lights down during the commercial break. That's all you would see in the center of the ring. Just nothing but a hold for like two minutes and two seconds yeah. or whatever. And, and, and that's boring. Like between the two shows on TV, like going to them, huge difference. That's good. To, I mean, that's good to hear. I guess. I hope. Hopefully, SummerSlam's a little better because it's a pay per view and there's no well, commercials. But there's no commercials. We'll be fine. Yeah. But I mean, moving on to the WWE, you guys want to talk about a little bit about backlash? What we yeah. what we thought? Yeah. Let's just go into that because uh, we've we've talked a lot about AEW. There's not too much else to say. It was a great show. No regrets. Dynamite is great. Rampage needs a little work. <laughs> SummerSlam. <laughs> oh, sorry. Backlash. Um. Good show. I actually thought it was a really good show. Backlash. Uh, that'll be from a couple weeks back. Um, uh, most for me, the two matches of the night: uh, EO Sky versus Bianca Belair was really, really good. Um, I saw a lot of memes about uh, EO Sky being the honorary Puerto Rico of Puerto yeah. Rican there because <laughs> yes. she was getting baby face level pops. And I don't know. I, maybe they should have pulled the trigger on EO because EO's great. Um, and Bianca's gotten a little stale to some people. I like Bianca, but it's been stale know. for me for like months now. Because it's like after WrestleMania, what are you gonna do? Yeah, maybe it's time to move on with that. But I thought that was probably second best match of the night behind uh, um, Bad Bunny and uh, Damian Priest. So that was fun match for sure. Yeah, that was fun. I liked uh, before we get to that. I guess but I liked. Um... Yeah, Ripley and uh, Zelina Vega, too. I thought that was yeah. good. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was. A lot of emotion. Yeah. yeah, good yeah. for both of them. Yeah. And for Zelina the Vega part, eating up the moment before, before the bell, too. That, exactly. That's, I love that. I haven't that's seen that it. since Sasha and Bianca at WrestleMania a couple of years ago. That's, that's beautiful. Happy for, uh, happy for Zelina, for sure. I mean, that's such a, that's such a crazy moment, you know? Um, I was uh, I was gonna actually mention something. Our buddy Omos had his best match ever. So, 
Seth Rollins versus Omos was actually decent. It was okay. It did its per- It did its job. I don't want to be one of those guys and be like, well, they're putting them against like good guys, right? So, he's like, <laughs> so like, I don't want to just be like, oh, it's, he's not doing anything. Obviously, he's in the match, so he's pulling it off, man. He's pulling off some real entertaining matches with with good guys too. But of course, like, yeah, that that was good. There's no really like bad match or anything on the show. I think the thing for me too, um, I didn't watch all of it. I I tuned in a little late. I think they're one of the. I think the Kings and uh, not the Kings, the Oilers and someone were playing, and it was just a blowout. So um, and so I just switched it to wrestling, and uh, man, the crowd was hot. Like I, I thought, like ah, I wasn't really excited about Backlash, you know. But I ended up like not wanting to change the channel, you know. Um, and I think again, kind of to, uh, about uh, Zelina Vega there. Like the crowd was a big part of it. Crowd was definitely a big part of it. I agree. I agree. I- I'm just glad that they had a pay-per-view in an area where the time zone isn't that far away. Because I think Puerto Rico is either in the same time zone as us or an hour later. So we were able to bask in that as opposed to, if you watched it elsewhere, beyond the pond. Like, start time for us would be 12 noon, and none of us would be up to watch that garbage anyway. But I liked it. Uh, w- one more thing I wanted to bring up about that Omos Seth Rollins match. Did you guys see the spot that he did where uh, he tried to curb stop him? That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where he tried to curb stop him and he just kind of like lifted his head up, and I was like, man, that's that's pretty badass. Smart too, right? Like they they got to play with this guy. Like they can't just be like, oh, he's a giant. Like tries to do a move that he does to everybody, right? And it's like, well, you can't because he's seven foot tall. <laughs> like. <laughs> It was fun. He had to curb stomp him off the top rope, right? That's that's how he finished yeah. it. Right? See, Bob. What, what about Brock versus Cody? You guys, did you guys like that match at all? Or yeah, uh, again, okay. it was okay. It, it was kind of like a match I've seen before. I think uh, it was intense. You know, we, Brock got busted open. Uh, Cody, did you guys see when he walked to the? To the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many memes of him now with like uh, the goofy walk. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, it was like good. I, I laughed at that immediately. Uh, just the finish we've seen before again. You know that that Kimura isn't as as powerful as as it seems, and it it pinned him. I don't know. I didn't think it was that great of an ending, right? I, I think um, you know what would have made this match a little bit better if uh, Cody Rhodes was champion and Roman Reigns wasn't <laughs> at home. Oh Lord, yep. It doesn't like to me like this whole storyline could have been done with. Cody as champion like I don't I don't understand like the other than breaking the stupid record like Cody Rhodes like it, I, I'm more so than even back when we were talking about it during Wrestlemania more so than then like I still like, I'm still very certain Cody Rhodes should have won that match like it doesn't make any sense so like I don't know like what are they fighting for now like Ro- Brock and Cody what are they fighting for there's no reason to fight so Cody Rhodes trying to be the giant killer beat Brock Lesnar. That's all I saw. But David versus Brock, Goliath. But Brock attacked Cody. And they never gave an explanation for why he attacked Cody. He's not champion. He doesn't have a reason to attack him. So <laughs> we're just in the situation. The line for the title, though. Some but Brock can't challenge Roman anyway. He can't. No, he can't challenge Roman. That's actually like a stipulation. I forgot about that, actually. Thanks for bringing would, that up. We would want Cody to beat him for the belt so that he could 
Challenge Cody for the belt. Yeah, Curtis, you're right. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's right. absolutely no motivation at all to fight Cody. Like, I don't understand why he's attacking Cody. Wouldn't he want Cody to go back and challenge Roman for the stupid belt? Why exactly. would Broke? Well, okay, again, why would Brock waste his time with Cody when there's a brand new world championship right there? Brock, if, if Brock is who he says oh he is God, and he fights right. for titles, like it, the, the, the story doesn't make sense. You're to me, the story sense, doesn't. You're making too much sense. Oh, wow. It seems like storyline's not making sense until uh, ever since uh, yeah. you know who came back. So, yeah. but you're making sense. Like that, that, you're right. That is right. <laughs> Guy makes I'm, so much sense, he should be paid. Anyway, it doesn't. It's just, just stupid. It's just stupid storytelling. If it, this story, this whole storyline would work perfectly if Brock was fighting Cody. He wants the championship. He wants the belt back. He wants the belt back. Roman doesn't have the belt anymore. Now Brock can challenge for it. So, and like Brock would like realistically, realistically, Brock would shift his focus to that new world title, right? He's a free agent. He can he can do that now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So stupid. <laughs> yeah, and then we're going to have a stupid random tournament with a bunch of people from Raw and SmackDown, even though it's a Raw belt. Um, and then yeah. also... <laughs> also, Austin Theory is going to be in the match, even though he has a U- the US title, which I, I hate that trope. I hate that trope. I hate whenever they do... Um, oh... Um, blah 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 is in the tournament, even though he already has uh, like that belt he has, he should make it more like he make it something else. Why does he why is he fighting for the world title when he has the US title? Well, at least at, at this point, it looks like that belt's going on Seth, right? So Seth's in the final again, yeah. Too, so I think uh, he's the best, best pick for it. We all, I think, agreed on that. So at least that looks like it's going in a good direction, yeah. I mean, at least he'll be on TV. Yeah, like, he's on he's on Raw, right? Yeah, so he's on Raw, but so is Cody Rhodes. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're just trying to keep him apart until next year's WrestleMania. Is that the plan? I think so. <laughs> Why yeah. though? Like Cody Rhodes, you're just gonna cool off Cody Rhodes. You spent all this time building him up as this big superstar, and now he's just gonna be like another guy on the roster. He's gonna be like a Drew McIntyre when when I thought like when Drew McIntyre won that title, he was a big star, but now he's just. Where is he? Negotiating yeah. contracts because he's not happy with creative. <laughs> it's just a damn shame that he won the big one when the world shut down too. I, I know. If if mm-hmm. they allow, if there were crowds there, I think his championship run would have been more effective. Oh, yeah, it would have been more better than any of the title runs that that I've seen in years past. But man, did they drop the ball on Drew? I, to be honest with you, who should have left last year? Because what yeah. else are you doing with them instead of? him up with Sheamus and then fighting Sheamus with Gunta. Great matches though. That was good matches, yeah. We had yeah. some good matches together. So um Drew at Wembley, what do you guys think? Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Is he like done with WWE or what? Because he got drafted, didn't he? His no, I they didn't months, they didn't even bring he him up. Drafted. They never mentioned him. So I thought he I was don't like know. eligible to be drafted. No, he's negotiating contracts and stuff like that right now. Apparently, so I my prediction he'll stay. But if they can, if AEW can land him for that, I don't know. He's got to be he's got to be open to that, man. Wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. That's pretty uh, yeah. Time, right? Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you want to wrestle like in front of a European crowd as a European man? Like it doesn't yeah. it, like seventy thousand. Which 
crazy numbers, by the way. They've already they've already hit sixty thousand plus people like, for Wembley, which is insane. Like nobody thought that would happen. Like I thought they would at least. I thought like forty thousand, maybe thirty thousand, but like they're at like sixty thousand plus, which is crazy. And that's a ninety thousand uh, person venue, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's yeah. Huge. Oh, and remember that area is nuts for football, so they could pack Wembley anytime they want. But the fact that this is a non a non football event, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, It'll be fun. That's going to be their crazy, first. Man. <laughs> that's going to be their first event outside of North America, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so I don't know. Kind of bring it back a little bit if you guys want to start to to move on. Um, one thing about the backlash thing, though, is uh, that international crowd. We've seen it. At, we see it in Montreal. <laughs> we see it in Montreal Elimination Chamber. They're doing. Mm-hmm. They did the Clash of the Castle. We got Money in the Bank coming up over there as well. I think it's London. A London, right? We got the Wembley show. So those international crowds, man, they're they're obviously awesome. I uh, they're going to continue to do them, and we are kind of an international crowd, right? When they we come, are. To Canada, um, we've been to shows in Canada and in the states and Detroit and stuff like that. One thing we wanted to talk about was some of the best shows that we've been to too, you know, and just best experiences we've had. We talked about Dynamite last night. We talked about these hot crowds um, overseas and. It could be anything from I, like I have a little bit of a of a lineup here, a little bit of three different things, something from Windsor, something from Beyond. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you guys take the floor if uh, you guys have any anything that comes to mind. Some of the best stuff you've been able to see live. Um, best. Okay, so for bests, I'll say Hell in a Cell, Blood and Guts, and uh, last night's show, uh, AEW Dynamite uh, Steel Cage match, Kenny Omega. Just the privilege of seeing Kenny Omega live. I've been kind of wanting to see him live for a really long time, and he's as good in person as he is on TV. He's he's the best. I mean, he, he has to be he has to be in the conversation for best wrestlers currently. And uh, yeah, like um, those are my my top three. But also like house shows. Like my first ever like wrestling event uh, was a house show. I think I kind of remember what the last the main event was. I remember watching it um, because I remember watching it vividly. Be- uh, like the the baby faces kept winning, and uh, that was like my biggest memory from that show is that the baby faces kept winning and i was like wait why why is this happening and i was like oh wait no this is not on tv i didn't even know it wasn't on tv i was too young to not realize it wasn't on tv yeah. but it was uh john cena and randy orton versus ted dibiase and sheamus i think it was ted dibiase wow. yeah that was my first live event and uh was london? london ontario yeah it was uh what's it called uh house show at uh budweiser yeah. 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 Well, it wasn't Budweiser yeah. Gardens at the time. It was John Labatt Center. John Labatt. Yeah, John yeah. Labatt. I seen yeah. some, dude, London used to get some good shows. I mm-hmm. went to the Raw when uh, Triple H turned on Randy Orton. Never oh, really? Yeah. It was the day after SummerSlam. I went to that. They used to have Raws at John Labatt all the time, man. Like, they used to have Halifax, there. too. Man. Halifax had them. Yeah, man. Like, I remember I went to a house show on uh, uh, 4th of July in like 2002 re uh in at john labatt's and like randy orton was just coming up uh they had like hurricane and rosie like that kind of <laughs> that era like but yeah london london got some good shows back in the day man i remember i also remember uh cm punk uh it was like it was like cm punk and kofi kingston versus jericho and dolph ziggler i think it was That's uh so cool. 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, see, they were like playing with the crowd, like like you would never see it on a TV, like you know. CM Punk took some little girl's hat, like put it on, and like he was being like he was being cute with the audience and stuff like that. And then I don't know, leave, loser leaves Canada match, like it was stuff like that, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Of course you're going to leave Canada. You know, you're going to your next like destination after this. But exactly. yeah, there was that. And then um, I got an autograph from Dolph Ziggler at an event once. So that was pretty cool I, I, in London. So yeah. uh, it was uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Alberto Del Rio. That was the main oh, event. Yeah. Here, that was probably the same tour. Remember, Aaron? They did. Uh, I think you went to that one probably. They did uh, w- the first WWE house show they did in Windsor. Oh yeah, they won uh, battle royal to face Del Rio for the world title in the main event the same night. Yeah, Ziggler was the main event, and then the next live show it was Roman Reigns. Who that one was good. Yeah, that one was good. Roman versus Bray Wyatt probably because we got Roman versus Bray Wyatt as well in London. Yeah, yeah. exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They did the table spot as like a street fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, the table spot. Oh my god, they did the exact same spot verbatim. That's crazy. In retrospect, like it was right after the shield broke up, but like you got Roman Reigns in a main event, and uh, like so here's we had Cesaro versus somebody too, and someone told me this. I don't know if it, you know, uh, it was just a story they told me. They went, they were like front row, and when Cesaro came out, I think he was the first match. He leaned over to Charles Robinson and said, "What a joke, eh?" About the crowd. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I guess they. Were. Were too impressed with the small crowd at WFCU. Oh wow, man, that's I don't know crazy. That Someone told me that's so funny. Yeah. What you hey. what you well, they honestly they didn't set up WWE live well for their second show at the WFCU Center. But then again, I was in one of those lower bowl seatings where I was pretty much 20, 30 feet away from the ring, so I do yeah, not blame so. it one bit. I wouldn't even put WWE live as one of my top. Uh, events that I went to, if I had to pick two, it would be the very first BCW event I went to back in 2012. I think a steel cage match was the main event, and we saw a 20 uh, 20 foot uh, superplex, and I remember marking the hell out for it. I think I still got the footage. You have to check the archives, but I remember seeing that kind of spot kicked ass, and on top of that, Arda Ocal was one of the broadcasters for that event too, and Number two, well, the fact that we went to sacrifice, well, that's going to be on top of the list too. Like, yeah, what, more, what more can you get, man? Packed house inside of the old gym. Um, what's his face? David Penzer was the ring announcer, the legend. And on top of that, we, we saw some great events, and we were able to check some stuff around after the show. And, and I feel like that was our breakout party, Impact Sacrifice. And there's a whole lot more where that came from, folks. I mean. There's more. There's more wrestling events. I wish I could put them all in the future, but we just gotta take it one event at a time. Did you? Were you at Hell in a Cell, Aaron? Did you see Shane jump off the cell there or no? I don't know. I wasn't there. I watched it, but I wasn't there. That was a great one. I was, was there yeah. in spirit. Yeah, I was. That was crazy. That was my first time seeing anyone fall off the cell. And then the next wrestling show I went to, Sammy Guevara also fell off the cell. So I was kind of expecting someone to fall off the cell to the yesterday night, <laughs> but they went through the cells the other way. <laughs> So yeah, that, um, those are both like some good, like I was there moments or the, mm-hmm. the Shane McMahon one. Like I remember watching like the, when he did it at um, backlash and stuff like that as a kid and being like, Oh my God, this is the craziest thing ever. Shane McMahon. So like when he, uh, when he did that, it was kind of cool to see it, but 
some stuff that I like. I kind of have some three different ones, and to go back to the that old gym at St. Clair College, man, one of the best shows I ever seen there. I think I talked to you guys about it before, but Ring of Honor and uh, New Japan used to do this thing, Global Wars or something they called it, where every year they just had kind of like a forbidden door. It was New Japan versus Ring of Honor. They did it in Toronto, and it was televised as like a pay per view or whatever, right? Somehow they BCW randomly got them to do a, a, another night the night prior Saturday night. Um, it was called East versus West new Japan versus BCW Booker T was also the headliner. So there was like, he was a special guest referee in like a BCW match, but there was a five match tournament BCW versus new Japan. And I've seen some of the best matches and I've seen some, some guys that you guys are, everyone's going to know first match on the pay-per-view is kind of like a IPPV with Shinsuke Nakamura versus uh, Tyson Dukes. So Tyson Dukes was oh, the guy in the Steel dude. Cage match. So that was a technical technical spectacle, you know. We got the the Time Splitters, who we've seen at uh, Sacrifice. They had, to me, this was like a five-star match, man. I actually commented on uh, Jamie Greer's um, history of Windsor, Ontario wrestling page not too long ago because he posted about this anniversary. It was, around, it was in May, uh, some time ago, back in 2014. So this is one of the best matches I've ever seen. It was them versus this guy, Brent Banks. He's from Toronto. And yeah. Petey Williams. It's like a five-star match, right? Carl Anderson versus Phil Atlas. We had Joe Doring and Joe Bolin. They were two, uh, BC, John Bolin, two uh, BCW guys, versus Tanahashi, Roshi Tanahashi, and uh, Wantanabe. We had Kata versus Chris Saban. These are like crazy big matches. Yeah, that's Windsor, right. So every match was a banger. We also had uh, Congo Kong versus Cody Deaner, and Booker T was the <laughs> special guest referee. There's a couple dark matches too with like Aiden Prince and stuff. But like that to happen in Windsor was like so cool. You know, like a thousand people venue it was insane, and I was I was marking out to say the least. That one was really really cool. So what you call that match with Tyson Dukes and Shinsuke? What was that again? Technical spectacle. Okay, just technical spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a page yeah. out of Aaron's book. Yeah. That's, that's not what I heard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's the it's the delay here, man. It's the delay. <laughs> but uh, I went to uh, one of the NXT house shows when they first started doing touring house shows in 2016. It was in Royal Oak at Royal Oak Theater. So it's like a music theater, right? Not set up for wrestling at all. So it was quite the interesting event. And again, like every match was just Top notch. You had like Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Sami Zayn, that that era, Ty Dillinger, uh, the Vaude Villains. Remember the Vaude Villains? They did. Oh their, yeah. They did their entrance through the, like you know, like the the balcony seating. Like they put the spotlight on them, and they were in there, and then they turned it off, and all of a sudden they were in the ring. It was, was meant really for them. Cool. Yeah, it was so cool. So that was like a really like raw intense like like the crowds were hot at the time nxt was the hottest thing going this is early 2016 that same year i got to go to survivor series and that's one of my favorites too Ooh. with uh, brock lesnar versus goldberg goldberg's return it was all okay what's this gonna be we th- and he squashed him in like a minute and a half and this went nuts man and there were so many good matches on that on that card go look it up there's like so many people um Shane McMahon did a dive too, so I got to see of course, that. Too. Shane Shane always does a dive. <laughs> uh, the elbow drop to the uh, announce table. So those are some like I I have a lot that I can that I can talk about, but those are some that really come to mind. 
Yeah, you've been way, you've been to way more than uh, I've been to almost probably, too much, <laughs> almost too much wrestling. But. You've been you've probably been to more uh, shows than me and Aaron combined. Actually, now that I think about it, probably <laughs> I've I've probably been to maybe like ten or eleven at this point. But uh, to be alone, I've probably been to like twenty. Yeah, Wrong. my voice is kind of gone because of the uh, last night. Actually. <laughs> I'm surprised we're still having a show, man. Yeah, I was kind of worried, actually. The next day, I was like, ah, man. I don't know if I'm going to have a voice for this. But, you know, yeah, there was, uh, there was a couple moments there. I was like, uh-oh, this is, this is going to cost me the show, you know? When Kenny Omega came out, when Moxley came out, like, the crowd stood up. Like, they were actually standing for the, rest, for the show. Uh, for, for, most, of that match, most of that match, I was standing up. Yeah, it was just good. And then, like... Yeah, go back and watch that, Aaron. You should probably watch that. That if, if you're gonna watch anything from that show, I mean, watch the whole show, but watch that that match for sure. So for homework tonight, wink, wink. I will go back and watch that match for sure. Got it. All right, boys. I wish we could go longer on this, but uh, time is of the essence, so we'll have to put a bow on this and leave it right here, folks. Thank you again for tuning in to Windsor's exclusive podcast for all the wrestling-related stuff. As always. If you want to know where you could hear us or find us, we're in this thing called social media. Give it a try. Facebook, Instagram, uh, all your podcast streaming devices will be on there too. So Curly Fries Curlis, along with Drake Damore, the grandfather of local wrestling, as I put it now. Apologies to Jamie Greer. It'll be your boy, the Frostfather, Aaron Sanders, leaving you with these two words until we meet again in a couple of weeks. For the folks and the fans who go to wrestling events, wear some deodorant. <laughs> please, please, God. 